Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! Acelera Williams, tiene el primer 10, escapa a la 20, a la 10, touchdown, Damien Williams. Oh, Damien Williams peut être oublié l'affaire avec oh, cette course qui va jusqu'au touchdown. Damien Williams runs to immortality in Chiefs Kingdom. Get ready to welcome your champions. Hi folks, welcome to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Duncan Smart here hosting for the first time. Um, so bear with me. Uh, I am joined tonight by Owen. Owen, say hello. Hello. And Tomo. Tomo, you say hello too. Hello. So uh, first things first, how are you all? Uh, staying safe and well, I hope? Yeah, very yes, good. Yes, yeah. Uh, locked up inside. Um, going out as little as we can, but um, doing whatever we can do, really. Isolation fatigue hasn't set in too hard yet? No, no, just re-watching the Super Bowl again and again and again and again. Uh, I, I would like to be in isolation but i get to go into work earlier so yeah not working for me but yeah <laughs> well stay safe yeah so i can work. say i mean um just on two points there two, two admin points um like you said watching the uh super bowl over and over uh game pass is now free for everyone i believe um so i'd encourage everyone who's never had it before to get on and um relive the glory of the season um, on that we're probably going to try to do a little bit of um, a little bit of stuff around Game Pass maybe re-watching some of the games um, try to get a bit of a um, isolation watch party going with some of the games so watch this space we'll be in touch and try to arrange something hopefully a little bit of fun um, while we wait for the new season to start they've also um, put the um, entire broadcast of the Super Bowl on YouTube now as well so you don't even have to go onto Game Pass to watch Super Bowl. You can go straight onto YouTube. They put the whole broadcast on there. Uh, Magic, which is good. And has anyone? I haven't got around to listen to it yet. Has, has anyone listened to the Mitch Holter synced up version? I haven't actually. I haven't got around to doing it yet. I really need to because I've seen some of obviously the the most highlight like plays. Um, I've seen some of those with his commentary, but I've not seen the whole thing. I really need to sit down and watch it. No, I haven't, I haven't seen that either, and I'm very interested in, in listening to that, so definitely give that a go if we can find a link. I'm sure we can tweet it out as well, can't we? Uh, yeah, I'm sure we can. I, 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 I don't know who I can. It's slipped oh, my mind, but put it together. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we'll try not to make this too corona-heavy, um, despite the fact that I was due to be in Mexico absolutely soused in my, uh, corona right at this moment. Um, common sense prevailed and that got cancelled, but... Um, you'll have heard at the start of the show our new intro uh, Tom was put that together, it sounds awesome it's probably also around 20 seconds long perfect hand washing material so I'd encourage everyone while you're listening to this <laughs> go back to the start put the intro on, wash your hands fast forward two minutes um, I guess in the past while I've seen sport described as uh, a glorious irrelevance um, I heard it and I think that sums it up perfectly um, there's lots going on in the world just now um, it's a worrying old time Neil who's usually here with us he's at home looking after his lad who is waiting on the te the, a Covid test result so he'll definitely listen to this so fingers crossed mate um, hope your lad's alright um, we'll try to keep it um, as glorious and as irrelevant as we can as well um, I'm sure one out of two ain't bad eh um, so on that, I mean, the, the NFL seems to be about the only thing that coronavirus can't uh, can't slow down just now. Uh, free agencies steaming ahead at a cracking old lick, um, and there's been a bit of Chiefs news uh, in the last week while since we were last uh, since we last recorded. So we'll start. Um, we'll try to hit some of those points and uh, and pick some of that. So this is not going to be in chronological order. Um, it may not even be in any uh, in an order that makes sense to anyone. But we'll start with some Chiefs news uh, on the contract front. The two Damians have had their um, options uh, exercised by the Chiefs for another year. Uh, that's got to be a good bit of business, Tomo. Yeah, no, both deserve 
what they you know to stay achieved for next season. Uh, good to hear that we're keeping some of our players because a lot of them have walked, haven't they? So, yeah, uh, fair enough. I, I'm more than happy with with what we've done so far or lack of what we've done so far. Uh, uh, so just uh, in the last hour or so, Chad Henney's back as QB two. I mean that's a bit of a no-brainer. My, my guess is that Matt Moore probably either didn't want to to come back again or was going to be too expensive after what he did for us last year. Um, Chad Henney's a no-brainer though, I guess, as well there, uh, Owen? Yeah, um, I mean, it's always good to have a familiar face in the locker room behind, behind Patrick Holmes uh, rather than bringing in another quarterback with all that mess. So, yeah, it's, I don't think, uh, well, fingers crossed he won't see much of the field next season as much as uh, I like Chad Henney, but um, yeah, it's good to have him back. Exactly, it seems that him and Mahomes have a a decent kind of sounding, but a working relationship, signing board off of each other. Um, what the Chiefs probably don't want is some young, hungry quarterback, you know, who's itching to to take Mahomes' spot. Um, I guess it makes sense. Uh, and the, the last bit of news, which um, actually passed me by yesterday, I didn't notice that until this afternoon, that we've uh, had some jiggery pokery with Frank Clark's contract. Um, I might not get all the details right here, but it looks to me like they've converted five million of his salary into a bonus, uh, which then prorates across his contract and um, actually brings us under the cap uh, this year, which can only be a good thing. Yeah, just on that, if um, if my work also want to move five million salary into bonus for me, so they can get under their salary cap, that is also okay too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more happy if they want to do that. I mean, what 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 a team player! Yeah, no, no, I'll t- I'll take one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's got to be a good thing. I mean, Clark, Frank Clark's contract was a massive talking point through through well, the start of the season when things were perhaps not going as well um, as we'd hoped. Um, but I mean, personally, I think he came in and more than repaid us with what he did down the stretch. Especially given that we, you know, it didn't come out till later on that he was actually playing hurt. Um, I've got no issues with, with Frank Clark or the contract that he's got. Um, don't know about you guys. No, not at all. Um, I mean, it's always a lot better to see the uh, the front office jiggle around the contract to get under the cap rather than uh, you know cutting a player that we don't need to cut this early on. So, um, yeah, it's good that we got that done, that we were able to stay under the cap with uh, Frank Clark. And I'm sure he doesn't mind having the uh, $5 million bonus, so, well, instead of having it later in his career. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think same as everyone probably had a few concerns with the way he was playing at the start of start of the season, and wh- when it comes out that he's been playing injured, you wonder whether that's an excuse or whether that's genuine. But at least it gives you some sort of explanation as to why. And I think just seeing the way he he grew so much, I mean, I think the whole defense grew under Spags, but his personal performance really was incredible in that Super Bowl run. So very very happy he deserves his money, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, very much. Um the other uh, sort of Chiefs player personnel news uh, is kind of on the um, outgoing side. Uh, Manuel Ogba, uh, he's at the Dolphins. Yep. Uh, Fuller's gone back to the Redskins. Yep. And I think we released Andrew Wiley as well. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think we've released him. We've released yeah. half the team. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess... Guys like Fuller and Ogba, they were always um, they played pretty well for us last year. So I guess they were always likely to get paid somewhere else, um, probably more than we were either able or willing to um, to to pay them. I guess we're lighter in personnel on on defense, but uh, I mean, um, I think Fuller was 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 very versatile, filled a lot of roles going down the through the playoffs last year. But I'm not sure where massively worse team without them. I don't know what no, you guys I, think. I think it's a little bit of a shame with Fuller because I think there was probably a little bit of trade value there, especially after the Super Bowl. Had we had him under contract for another year, there was probably a bit more trade value. Um, but, I mean, just hearing that the Chiefs have had to convert someone's salary into a bonus for us to get under the cap suggests that, uh, that there isn't any room to make any moves as much as we'd like to keep some of these guys. I mean, Ogba was one that you'd have liked to have worked something out with because he was really good before he got injured. There's a few others. Um, I know Brashad Breland 
kind of just sitting there in free agency at the moment who I'm sure they'd like to bring back but at the moment it seems that until the Chiefs have figured out what they're doing with Chris Jones then, then they're not even answering the phone at the moment so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit worried actually with uh, the whole Chris Jones situation. I feel like if we focus it focus on him too much, and the front office doesn't do enough to keep these other guys around, or at least focus on them enough, or give them the attention they need, we will end up seeing quite a lot of players leave that we wouldn't like to see. I mean, Emmanuel Ogba obviously was injured last season, but he's still a good player, and he was really good at the Browns before we before we got him uh, traded with Eric Murray, obviously. Um, but obviously, he's moved on now, so. And with Kendall Fuller, he played such a good role down the stretch when Thornhill got injured uh, in the playoffs uh, at, the, at that safety position as well as a corner. So it's a shame to see him go, but I feel like the Chiefs need to almost spread their attention as well as obviously trying to get the Chris Jones contract and the Mahomes contract sorted because they're such big players and such important players. But don't put t- all your eggs in one basket because we might end up seeing a few of uh, the players we liked leaving. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good point. Obviously, all the... The, the, the contract talk at the moment is how much money Patrick Mahomes is going to get and whether or not we can we can keep Chris Jones um, you're right there's a danger I mean I'm sure Brett Veach isn't going to take his eye off the ball as such but um, we're not hearing a lot of there's not a lot of chat about anyone else you're, 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 you're spot on there No, I, I think as well that the, the longer this goes on the more likely we are that the Chiefs totally trade their way out of the first round because uh, with so many guys leaving and I don't, it's not like we have a massive treasure trove of draft picks in our back pocket it, we need to be able to replace these guys and if we're not going to be I'm not saying we're not going to dip into free agency but if we're not going to be able to replace some of these guys that were key contributors then we are going to be looking towards towards the draft to, to fix things and you can get a couple more picks from that from that first round pick that we do have even though it is the last the last pick you might be able to get a couple more picks which is a couple more players which isn't the most glamorous way to sell the draft but <laughs> maybe what we have to do yeah Spe- speaking of first round picks do you think that's what we'll get for Chris Jones if he leaves I think you have to I, I, yeah with what's yeah. happened to Buckner if, if you don't get it then as well as Brett Beach did last season it's going to be a major L on our off season already I think the Chiefs are now at a point where if someone doesn't turn around and go here's a first round pick and a third round pick or here's two two second round picks, one of them being a relatively early second round pick I, I don't think the Chiefs can do it, not only in a business sense but in a PR sense, I think they're just going to get killed I mean he's gone for what, something like 21 million, I mean he's right up with Aaron Donald money is, is you think Jones is worth that? Um, I mean, he's he's a great player. I absolutely loved Chris Jones being on the team last year. I feel like when he was on the field, our whole defense looked different. He he was really good in the, in the pass rush, obviously, like he he's always been. Um, I'd like to say he's he's worth as much as we can get for him. Obviously, I'd, I'd like to say yeah, give us three first round picks for him. But um, I think at least one first round pick for for Jones would be is reasonable for the player he is and yeah but it's just about a team that was willing to give up a first round pick and pay him that much money yeah exactly I mean that's that's another thing the 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 DeForest Buckner move has has moved his money up a couple of notches as well I, just, I would have yeah, thought definitely. I mean the one thing um, I would say though with, with Chris Jones is you need to break it down into two sections because is he worth the 20 million a year with what he does yes I, I, I'm more than happy to say yes but probably not for the Chiefs in the situation we're in. Like, if I'm another team and you can pay Chris Jones, like, I think if the Chiefs could, they would sign him today. But at 20 odd million, we can't. Yeah, it'll be uh, very interesting to see how that one plays out. Um, I think you, you touched on it earlier, Tom, with the um, activity or lack of is the is the other news mm-hmm. in Chiefs Kingdom. Um, is is no news good news? Are we are we happy with what the that the Chiefs haven't dipped their toe into the, the free agent water yet? I think, I think it, it is in the, in the sense of some of the money that, that has been going around for the quality of player I don't think has, has been relatively linear but you d- 
do start to wonder at what point. More to the point, I'd have liked to have known by now what's happening with Chris Jones, simply because then you know there's a cap situation, the pick situation, you can relax a little bit. Whereas at the moment we st seem to be standing still while everyone else is moving, and as Super Bowl champions, that's not, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, but I think it's very, very muddy water at the moment from a fan perspective. I'm sure they've got their plan. It's not like Brett Veach is sitting there, like I said earlier, doing nothing. He's got a plan. It's just we just don't know what it is. Yeah, I, th I think it's. I think the first like wave of free agency, if you want, like what's happening at the moment, is very much teams desperately looking for that big hole that they're missing on their yeah, roster. It's too deep. Uh, teams looking for quarterbacks. Teams looking for defensive linemen. Teams looking to like fill up that O line. And it's like big receivers moving around as well. Um, but it's. I feel like us sitting sitting on it is okay for the moment because we don't have that many huge holes to fill on our roster it's always like obviously we're Super Bowl champions so we've we've got that roster there it's just filling in the gaps for us now so I don't think there's a need to go out there instantly in free agency and try and grab whoever we can and be really active right at the beginning because I think it's okay that we're just sitting back and playing the field and seeing what happens in terms of free agents yeah I think it, it maybe feels like some of the teams who are making the, the bigger moves are ones that maybe last season didn't quite go to plan and are they trying to get the fans on side early doors, you know, get getting a bit of engagement with them, making big moves, you know, signaling their intent early doors rather than sort of holding back, trying to get a bit of value. Um difficult to say. But like you say, we don't we don't need that one splash move, that you know, that big name player. Well we we probably can't afford them at this point anyway. But um I think I'm all right with it so far, where we are. Um, it feels like we're playing a sensible game. I'm, I'm sure that there's players, I'm sure we've got a list of players out there that we, um, you know, that we would move for if we could. Um, kind of have to, I think Brett Veach certainly has enough credit in the bank to for us to, to trust that he's, you know, he's he does have his finger on the on the, on the pulse and he's, he will make them the right moves if, when they, they come up. Yeah, I've got I all the I've got all the faith in, in oh, sorry Tom, just to interrupt. I'm just saying I've got all the faith in uh, Brett Beach. Um I feel like he's a very competent general manager. He seems to know what he's doing, so if he wants to sit quiet I I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind at all. No sorry Tom, I interrupted. No no no, I, I was just literally gonna agree. I, you've seen some boneheaded moves in this in this off season already and players that are ridiculously overvalued and in Bill O'Brien's case, seriously, seriously <laughs> undervaluing some. So, I'd rather us do nothing than do something stupid. So, I, I'm I'm content with where we are at the moment. I don't I don't think we'd have seen any movement in any circumstance anyway. I think the only the only one I'd like to know about is Chris Jones. That's the only, and and Sammy Watkins. They're the two I'd like to know what's happening with. Yeah, Watkins seems to be. It's, it's maybe a week or so ago now, maybe longer. Um, but he was making a lot of moves. Houston, I think, was it that he was? Um, he was. I think if it had been uh, in the press, in football, in our football over here, it would have been Watkins issues. Come and get me, plea. Uh, certainly, how it felt. Yeah, we've we've um, we've used a friend over there in Houston, <laughs> who's not there anymore. I, I I don't know what Watkins. Yeah, because there was talks about is. like um, getting. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Watkins, and Watson—they're all—they're uh, all Clemson boys, aren't they? They're from, yeah. they from Clemson, so people were talking about getting those three like together, obviously from the same college. But now the Hopkins left, I'm not sure uh, whether that's going to come to fruition or not. No, but I guess they—they're they're now in need of a experienced quality receiver. Um, anyone that watched playoff Sammy uh, might well think he's worth the money. Um, Difficult to say if he's worth it over the over a seventeen or twenty one odd game season. Um, difficult to say. I, I I don't know. I don't think we need to go and give Houston any help. Let's they can let let them figure figure it out themselves because they've got one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. And if they want to get rid of weapons around him, that's fine. I think in terms of Watkins, I think a good fit for for Watkins himself would be going back to the Bills with Josh Allen. I think that could be a good move for him. Um, but. I, I'm not. I'm not sure what Watkins himself 
wants to do, which is what the Chiefs have got to work out. Because there was talks of him like not playing this next season. Or You're talking retirement, yeah. And and I mean, he's got the Super Bowl ring. He, he's very injury prone. Um, but that being said, when he's on his game, he is incredible. And some of the plays he made, even in the Super Bowl itself, were like grade A. So. I don't know, we just need to figure out what his motivations are and how much he wants to come back for another season before deciding what we're going to do. Exactly, I mean, I, I don't think he plays with us next year. Um, and again, I'm okay with that. Uh, mm-hmm. And we, we need to take a, you know, a bit of a hit on um, on his contract if we if we cut him or, or trade him. And again, that's, I guess, just the, the cost of doing business a little bit, isn't it? It's almost like that's just that's the amount we had to pay to, to get playoff Sammy in the playoffs. Case yeah. I think you've got to remember as well, Brett Feach did a lot of really, at the time, what seemed small moves to get players that were key contributors this past year. Didn't we get didn't we get rid of uh, was it Murray we got rid of to get Ogba? Yeah, yeah, we So he does he loves little moves like that. So while we're not signing free agents at the moment I've got no doubt that he's got players that he wants to target and players that he wants to get rid of so yeah absolutely you know Pinnell Wisniewski Suggs yeah. all kind of just little slightly under the radar moves and every one of them makes us better than we were the day before yeah I mean maybe um, getting away from the, the Chiefs or Chiefs specific stuff a little bit uh, there's plenty of other sort of free agent big name players moving about um Oh, and I think you wanted to chat about a couple of them and maybe propose propose a few of the, the names for the Chiefs? Yeah, um, I mean, quite recently, uh, earlier this evening, it was announced that um, Todd Gurley was being released by the Rams along with Clay Matthews. Um, obviously, to get below the, below the cap for the Rams. Um, and I've seen, already, I've seen a couple of people on Twitter piping up and say, could you, see, could you imagine Mahomes, Kelsey, Gurley and Hill on the same team in 2020? Hmm. And... Yeah, it, it, it'd be great, but it, it, is it affordable in our situation? I really don't know. Um, and is it is it attention that we really need in in this pass-heavy Chiefs offense? I mean, Gurley just come off one of the worst seasons of his career um, so far, and I just don't know if it'd be worth signing such a big name to our running backs when we got on fine with like a running back by committee system last year. So I think stick to the pass game and. Uh, and uh, let let Gurley go somewhere else. I think. Yeah, I, uh, I'm cool with that. I, I, I'd, I think just the name. I'd like it, um, but like you say, how much has he got left? And I don't know. I, I like you say we we did fine. We got on well enough with what we had last year. I don't think we need to go and sign a big player big name or that's all it is it's just a big name isn't it at this point you don't know what you're getting we did it with LeSean McCoy and it looked good and then it fell off and you know we could easily end up in the same situation next year with someone like that it, the, the good thing for the Chiefs at the moment is though that someone like Todd Gurley if if he wants a ring then he may well be open to joining the Chiefs at a cut price you we just don't know at the moment how much influence playing with Patrick Mahomes has got as an offensive free agent as well. Because the difficulty with guys like him is knowing what cut price is, you know, considering where he's, the wage he's come from, either he could afford to play for peanuts and inverted commas in the NFL terms, or that's the bar set and he expects to be paid, you know, that way. His, his, his name still carries plenty of weight, even if his stats don't but like Suggs for example who we signed I know this is a bit of a different example but if you said to Suggs I'm sure with the career he's had so far if you said to him you can go to X team or you can go to the Chiefs but the Chiefs aren't going to pay you but you are going to get a Super Bowl ring I'm sure he'd have come and played for us for free for those years if he was guaranteed a Super Bowl (laughs) ring do you know what I mean like if you gave him the choice now he'd probably you know he, he, just, he probably wouldn't have taken the money and he'd have taken the ring at this point in his career. It means more to him, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think Mahomes is a game changer, isn't he? He's made Kansas City a, a destination to come if you if you want to be competitive. I'm going to I'm gonna put you guys on the spot here, so apologies for doing that. Uh, but my Valentine free agent crush is gone and, and Chris Harris, it looks like he's 
going to be well staying in the division, but with the Chargers this year. Is there any um, any free agents out there that you would you would take for the Chiefs realistically? I guess who's left? Well, <laughs> that's going to improve the team. I, I I'm not sure who's even left to be honest. That that improves this team. I, if it, I mean, it's not it's not the prettiest. But probably take Rashard Breeland back because the quarterback room at the moment consists of Ward and Fenton, doesn't it? Yeah, I think um, that's probably yes, probably yeah. as good a shot as any. Um, yeah, obviously Breeland it, he had such a good role um, last year, especially down the stretch in the Super Bowl. We got that interception, obviously. So I'd like to see him back. Um, I, I don't know what the free agency markets like for interior offensive linemen but if we can pick up one of those guys on a cheap deal I wouldn't be opposed to it because um, we look like we need some uh, O-line help especially with if Wiley doesn't come back um, but do you just bring back Wisniewski then? yeah because yeah, um, I, I it's, I don't it's certainly an option if we, can get, if we can get involved for, for cheap I mean I, th- I think cap management is the main thing for us that, that's the problem with a team like the Chiefs in free agency because it's just we've, we've just got to really be careful with our cap and just make sure we, we know that every single move is, isn't going to break the bank and put us in cap hell further down the line so it's, it's, I mean, it, is, it is a really like, hard thing to manoeuvre um, like anyone that's played anyone that's played Madden and tried to play a franchise on Madden will know that if, if you want to sign Chris Jones which is one of the first options you get on, on a Chiefs franchise in the first season if you want to sign Chris Jones, you're basically having a team of about 40 players next year. So, I mean, that's a very simplified version, but I think it does summarise where we're at. Like, we we really don't have that many moves that we can make. And if we're going to tag Chris Jones at, what is it, what, what's his figure? 16 million is the cut. Is, is, is his tag, I, I don't know what his tag figure is, but it's going to be quite a significant sum, even on the tag, isn't it? So... Yeah, it's, it's an average, isn't it, across the um, it's the average. top I can't, I can't five defensive. Uh, I think it's the top five players of the position, yeah, uh, like salary-wise, he gets the average of the top five. See, I thought it was around sixteen million. I think it was sixteen and a half, and I don't know if the the new CBA um, put that up or not. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. I think the, the, the Chris Jones is the. Is the the first domino that needs to fall, isn't it? Before the Chiefs really know where they're where they're going. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I guess Chiefs related still. Um, there's been moves uh, with every other team in the AFC West at the quarterback position. Um, I hesitate to use the phrase clown car, but I want to. Uh, some strange moves, right? Uh, Marcus Mariota's gone to to the Raiders. Hmm. Uh, I guess Joe Flacco's left the, the Broncos, right? So that's that's fair enough. The Broncos have their guy; um, they're gonna um, they're gonna ride with him. And I read somewhere that the the Chargers are going with Tyrod Taylor. I mean, wow. yes. well, it's it's I mean, this is like the year that the, the AFC West have given up, right? Uh, what do you guys make of that? They need to keep I mean, up, don't they? You'll still, you'll still see uh, analysts claiming that the Chargers will win the division next year, though. Oh, they definitely will. I, 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 I tweeted out from the, the Arrowhead Abroad account earlier, and I, was, I did think twice, and I thought, no, I, I, we're, we're sweeping them again. Just, just no. It's weird, because I feel like they're in such a good position to win. I feel like they, they, they were a, a competent quarterback away from, from competing like or, or a couple more pieces away from competing last season. I mean, I know they had some injuries like Derwin James as well, um, but I feel like they, they were nearly there, and I feel like they could nearly be there again this year. And then they, if if they go forward with Tyrell Taylor, it's almost like a fr- like throwing up the white flag almost. Like it's like almost like they're giving up. I mean, if if they wanted to to really compete next year, I feel like they should have gone out there and 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 looked in free agency for a for a quarterback to really. Compete in twenty twenty because yeah, I mean, there's going there's to Patrick Mahomes. You need all the help you can get, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, next, I mean, my next point in the agenda is the the biggest quarterback name of them all. So we'll we'll leave him where he is at the moment. But you know, there was a lot. There are a lot of I, d- I don't want to say good. I don't know serviceable, competent starting quarterbacks available. Mm. You know, to pick up this year if you were, I guess, serious about um, what you know whether it's drafting someone. 
and sitting him for a year, letting him learn the the, the trade, or whether you you seriously think that you know some of these quarterbacks can make you you know can take the step that Phil Rivers couldn't. Um, it just seems a strange strange pick. Maybe it's smoke and mirrors. Maybe they maybe they they're gonna you know maybe they're gonna trade up for two. I I don't know. It is a very strange situation because. You've seen the Raiders make serious moves in, in free agency. You've seen the Broncos do a couple of things, and and the Chargers are doing whatever, whatever their weird plan is. But yeah, to me, you've got a division where you have got Patrick Mahomes, and it, it, it's an upward battle no matter no matter what what you do. But you'd have thought like the first piece to compete with Patrick Mahomes, the way he plays in particular, like specifically Mahomes, and how aggressive the Chiefs offence is, is you've got to get someone that's that's able to keep up with that sort of firepower. And I know it's it's virtually impossible. But if you can get a a really, really good young quarterback or or old court, any quarterback, a good quarterback that, that is capable and then you put a good defence, then at least you've got a chance. But this like going forward Derek Carr, you, I, I refuse to believe that the Raiders will ever be able to complete compete with a Patrick Mahomes led Chiefs while they've got Derek Carr at quarterback and and the Chargers with, with Tyrod Taylor I feel exactly the same Drew Locke is is just going to go one of two ways next year and I could quite easily see him being the next Jameis Winston but they've got to take a chance on him because he's got something about him so I can understand that but the, 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 the Chargers and the Raiders unless they get that position sorted out I don't think they have got a chance which is why as as much as many pieces the Chargers had last year, they with Philip Rivers, they're just they they're not going to be able to compete with us. I don't think. Um, yeah, I mean you, you've you've got to have a competent quarterback if you're going up against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, pretty much any <laughs> NFL team really, you need to have a a guy you could trust under centre. But especially with the Raiders, I'm really not sure what direction they're going to go. I I assume if I were to make a prediction, I would say that. It would be Derek, Derek Derek Carr's job to lose in 2020. I feel like if he comes in and doesn't perform, and they feel like they could move on and do better with Marcus Mariota, I feel like they'll do that. And I think it's very likely that the Chiefs could play both Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota in a Raiders uniform next season. <laughs> yeah, if they got, decide to make a, that switch. Have they got two first-round picks? Because I mean, going into that new stadium, like if I was in charge of their franchise or a fan of their franchise, I'd want them to just. Just make a splash move as you're moving into a new stadium. Just go. Do you know what he's been? He's been so meh, Derek Carr, and he's proven that he can't beat the Chiefs with Mahomes, and he can't can't win at Arrowhead. And like, just just push your chips into the middle of the table and just make a move and see what happens. I don't know. Just move up. The, like, they've got two first round picks. They can move up. I mean, maybe they do. Who knows? But I should do something. Yeah, yeah, I think the, the Raiders have like, if, if they've got a new fan base in Las Vegas now, they're going to need a reason to bring as many people there yeah. as possible because they're not going to have that strong fan base there yet. They're not going to have the overwhelming support. So if they can really make a splash and bring someone on board, it at least help attendance numbers for them in Las Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. But they, they do have two first round picks and they've got three third round picks as well. So they're but, quite. But what's strange to me is you've gone and signed Marcus Mariota. I'd. I don't know, maybe I'm off the mark. I'd have signed Cam Newton over Mariota. If you're going to do a backup sort of move like that. When Cam Newton's healthy, he is scary. Like, he is a great player. He, he's got he's got a better chance of taking Carr's job than Marcus Mariota has. And from reports that are coming out, I know I know Newton's not like a free agent, but he's surely he wouldn't be that hard to acquire. I yeah, because why, why are we talking about the Raiders' quarterback situation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he there's no way he's going to he's not going to sit and be a a, a quarterback, uh, a backup, and there's no way that someone like Cam Newton with well, I'll his take him over Derek Carr. So well, that's but there's but there's I mean, I'm watching um, uh, All or Nothing last year. I mean, he's he's just alpha. He's not sitting behind Derek Carr. There's no way he's taking a job behind Derek Carr. No way, no how. He because he's better than Derek Carr, so he takes his job and second he walks in. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, speaking of quarterbacks that couldn't beat Patrick Mahomes last year, um, Tom Brady's unemployed. As it stands, at time of recording, 
Tom Brady is unemployed. Is he not did... yet? <laughs> no, apparently, um, so what I read was that uh, obviously because the whole world shut down, uh, travel shut down around the world, um, he's not allowed to uh, fly to Tampa and Tampa can't fly to him. So and they're um, well, they're not allowed to move. There's just there's NFL based restrictions around people moving, uh, moving. So there's delays on finding a doctor that's mutually agreeable um, to both uh, parties. Um, whether we want to talk about Tom Brady and doctors and uh, what they might or might not do for him, I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a, it's just going to be strange, isn't it? Tom Brady not playing for the Patriots. More than like Tom Brady's situation, I'm intrigued to see what the what the Patriots plan plan is because they, they, I'm guessing that Bill Belichick's got a plan because he always seems to have one. So uh, I don't know what you guys think. I don't, like, where are they going with it as well? I I, I mean the, I feel like the Patriots have kind of they, they've I, I don't know what's happened to them, but they seem to have lost a lot of key players in the mm-hmm. early days of free agency. I mean, lost Tom Brady, obviously. They lost uh, what was it, Carvanoy and. Yeah. Um, well, who's the other line? Was it a linebacker or a safety they lost? They, they lost someone else. McCourty is McCourty gone as well? No, I think they, re, they re-signed one they of the McCourty re-signed. twins. Um, they lost Calvin Owen and, and another key defensive yeah, player for them. I just don't know what their plan is going forward. So they don't have great draft capital because they still made the playoffs. So they're going to be late in that first round. It, it, mm. it, just, it baffles me where they're going to go with this. Um, it, it almost does. And I think this is what worrying the league, that, that they are going to end up tanking and get Trevor Lawrence which is the big concern around the league, isn't it? And then they're going to start their new window. But it, it has felt for a long time like the Patriots' Super Bowl dynasty was coming to an end with all of the new quarterbacks coming into the league, etc. And to be honest, it'll be nice to talk about someone rather than the Patriots and Bill I mean, Belichick th- and Tom Brady. I mean, as, as long as Belichick's there, you can't, you can't oh. count them out, right? We, we, we all spoke about how average if that they were last year and they weren't a million miles away right um you know he's he's able to just ring every single ounce of um every single ounce that you can get out of a team he's able to bring that onto the field so i mean and you have to believe that whatever you know whoever they do get in uh to play quarterback is you know he's got some sort of plan for him Apparently he'd wanted Brady out before he wanted Garoppolo to play, um, and uh, was it the Brady and Kraft are close, and they kind of kept him around for a few extra years because of that. Um, also, hearing that um, Patriots made very little effort to keep Tom Brady, which is telling as well. Yeah, I don't forget as well that last year that the Patriots had one of the most ridiculously easy schedules I've ever seen. Yeah. Like. If you put the Chiefs into that division in, in place of the Patriots so that we played the Dolphins twice last year, the Jets twice last year and the Bills twice last year, I, I, I could have seen a situation where the Chiefs went 16-0 and with that schedule. Like, Don't be fooled, that, that Patriots team wasn't as good as that record suggested and they ended up getting kicked in the playoffs to the Titans. Was it the Titans? They, they got yeah, it was the Titans, yeah. 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 Like it, it didn't surprise me that that happened. Like I really didn't rate them as a team last year at all. Yeah, um, I think later later on in the season, their like their defensive game plan just got completely exposed, um, and I th- they got carried by their defense a lot early on last season. I mean, it seemed like all the media were talking about was how good this Patriots defense was and how it's like, oh, you shouldn't throw at this player. Like quarterbacks are actually better if they don't throw the ball in a, against the Patriots defense. That's how good they are, like grading wise. And as soon as they figured that out, it started to reveal the incompetence of their offense as well last season. And then I think the whole shit just fell apart. I mean, that week 17 loss to the Dolphins just kind of summed up, really. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. I'm really intrigued to see how Brady gets on. Uh, I'm guessing we're all, we, we, we know he's going to Tampa Bay, but I am intrigued to see how he gets on um, in Tampa Bay. Because I think that hasn't ended lovey-dovey, has it, between... Tom Brady and the Patriots like that that didn't seem to be a natural parting of ways I think Tom Brady wants to wants to prove something this year and he's, he's got at least a more talent around him this year than he did in New England anyway I just don't I, I don't see 
it just it was, it's going to be a weird sight seeing Tom Brady be average, right? So I think it's either going to go in two ways. It's going to be an abject car crash, and it's going to just be like horrible watching two extra years of something that you never wanted to see, or he's going to be the first quarterback to play in a home Super Bowl. I think they're going to be very good. Looking at their roster, I think they're going to be very, very good. Yeah, so do I. I think they'll they'll, they'll come out swinging next year. Um, they've got great receivers, um, Chris Godwin and uh, Mike Evans. Uh, they've got OJ Howard and oh, who's their running back? I've forgotten who their running back was, but um, uh, Rashad Jones, is it? Yes, yeah, that does ring a bell. Yeah, um, and obviously they've got the was it? Did Shaquille Barrett lead the league in sacks last season? Am I right in saying that? Well, he was definitely was was, was, was high up there. Um, yeah, I mean they've got a great team. Um, that obviously what didn't come together, probably because of the erratic play of Jameis Winston. Yeah. So a quarterback <laughs> that can control what the ball, this should be better. Did he end up with thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions? Yeah, that, that's led, like led, that. led, led the league in yards and interceptions, and was like yeah, third to, in touchdowns. I think it was to scheme that many people to scheme guys open for Jameis Winston to actually throw the ball to them is, is impressive. And then if if you think that Tom Brady's you know, you, you imagine he's going to be more accurate than James Winston. Yeah. You you eliminate those turnovers. That's thirty possessions that they lost through interceptions, yeah. and yeah. you convert even half of them into some sort of points, and that that's got to be really really changing. To Did you not know, yeah. go through like the first twelve games of the season with an interception, the first drive as well? You know, <laughs> so you're, inst- you're instantly putting your team in the back foot. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And I, mean, I can't wait for Brady Breeze as well. I'm just gonna say that quickly. Oh yeah. Twice a year, Brady yeah. Breeze will be amazing next season. I can't wait for that. Yeah. It's a good point to move on. We spent time on the Raiders. I mean, now we spent time on Brady, uh, Tom Brady. Um, we are meant to be a Chiefs podcast, so we're gonna get us back on track. Um, there's been a new CBA announcement as well. Um, Owen, you did um, some really good stuff on on Twitter, just breaking that down a little bit. Um, Thank you. We probably uh, will have sent the, the link out um, or retweeted what you did, but we'll do that again. Um, people can go and read it. Uh, I just thought it might be interesting for you just to pick out a couple of highlights um, and maybe, you know, just touch on exi- particularly how they might um, relate to the Chiefs for, ne- for next season and, um, well, I guess the next 10 seasons. Yes, yeah. Um, well, I think the biggest one for the Chiefs is uh, the number of playoff, like the playoff uh, situation, how that's changing. Um, Obviously, they're increasing the number of playoff teams uh, to 14, so there's going to be seven teams per conference now, um, which obviously gives Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs that extra opportunity to get into the playoffs. And if seven teams, nearly half of a conference, are getting into the playoffs, I, I can't see the Chiefs not being in the playoffs for, 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 for a while, as long as Patrick Mahomes is there. I mean, it's crazy almost seeing half the teams in the conference go through to the playoffs. I think it's, it's, it's crazy, but that's how it is. Um, and then only one team per conference gets uh, a first round bye in the playoffs now. Um, so it does make that one seed a lot more valuable. I feel like the second seed having to play the seventh seed on wildcard weekend just gives that one team that does get the bye a huge advantage going forward. Um, so yeah, it does make that, that spot more valuable, but I feel like if the Chiefs can, can, can lock that up, then we'll be, we will be really comfortable in the playoffs next season. Um, yeah, it puts huge emphasis on taking care of your own business, doesn't it? You know, you need you now just need to be on it for the whole season. Yes, you can't yeah. you can't give away sort of. I mean, we we can speak ad infinitum about how that daft loss to the um, to the Titans got us to our sucks and blah 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 blah. We can do all that, but you know, you just can't afford these these little slip ups anymore, can you? No, no. Um, especially like I said, because of that that one playoff buy per conference. Yeah, it will really. Um, It'll, it'll make things interesting in the in the season, especially in 2021 when they introduce the 17, well, possibly introduce the 17 game season. Um, it will make things really interesting. Um, a lot of the other stuff was just about like pay, so performance based pay will also rise, um, starting an increase of 12, percent uh, which is good for players like Chavarius Ward, who uh, actually topped the league last year in befor- the amount of performance based pay that he received, um, which just shows how well he played last season based on how they were expecting to play he seemed to earn his money a lot last season so that should uh, help players like him who want to um, make their mark by performing rather than just getting the salary or getting the uh, the contract they want um, and then just general stuff that affects the league as a whole roster size increased by two 
uh, things like that. So, um, but I think the main things are the the playoffs for the Chiefs because uh, I feel like with Patrick Mahomes, we're going to be there almost every, every year if everything goes to plan. So, mm. yeah, those things will definitely be the biggest impact on our franchise. I think. Magic. Thanks very much. I'd like to say we'll um, we'll tweet that. There's a lot more a lot more detail in your Twitter thread than than there is there. We don't really have the time to go into all the details here, but we'll tweet that because it is very interesting. Everyone should should get on board if they want to have a um, a breakdown of what's going on. Um, so we're nearly at the end, uh, and we're going to go from the sublime to the possibly ridiculous. Um, <laughs> this is a game which I thought up uh, in about three and a half minutes. Um, my missus tells me you can do a lot of good work in three and a half minutes. Uh, so let's see if that's true. Um, just like I said about Tom Brady, this is either going to be Super Bowl or car crash. So let's see. Welcome to the Masked Flinger. A blatant ripoff of the Masked Singer, which has swept the world, I believe, on television. Um, Are you going to sing? Uh, just strap in, Tomo. Just go with it, man. Um, so the premise of the Masked Singer is famous person gets into a daft costume, has their... Um, voice disguised, uh, gives clues to who they are, and the panel has to guess. The masked flinger is where a chief's quarterback, past or present, gets into a stupid costume, puts on a disguised voice, gives some clues to who they are, and the panel guess who they, who um, who's in the mask. Pretty simple, huh? Yeah, sounds it, yeah. So, to my knowledge, to, to my knowledge, there's never been a Scottish uh, Chiefs quarterback. So, the voice, um, I've got that, I've got that nailed. Uh, I thought for the inaugural um, episode, um, perhaps the last also, we'll see. Uh, I would go all out, and you just need to imagine me on stage in front of you, dressed as Casey Wolf. Okay. Doing that weird, slightly creepy hip wiggle thing that he does. So, uh, <laughs> first things first, everyone needs to promise that they are not um, not looking at a list of Chiefs quarterbacks on Wikipedia, which I may or may not have used to <laughs> compile the clues. I'm not. <laughs> you have my word. Excellent. Good stuff. Right. First clue. I was born on May the 17th, 1982, in Los Angeles, California. Okay. Is that, are we supposed to be guessing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just guess. Throw, throw some names out. Oh, this is, and I'll tell you what, for a man who is going to turn 40 this year, there is very little de more depressing than finding out quarterbacks who been and gone met as many, more years ago than you want to remember, are actually considerably younger than you. Right, that's fake, it'll get better. I went to USC and entered the NFL in the 2005 draft when I was drafted in the seventh round. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We have one more before we make a guess. Yeah. Uh, this isn't going to help. Carson Palmer was the best man at my wedding. What? Okay. Um, do you want to go first, Tom? Or should no, I just take a step? My, right, so we're guessing. Absolutely scrambled my head, right, and, and it's not your fault, but we're, we're, we're guessing at uh, 37, 38. I'll do the math. Thirty-seven-year-old quarterback. Okay. Okay. okay Selecting the two thousand five. Oh. Right. The next okay, one's better. I've got, I've got to. I've got to guess. I've got yeah. to complete stab in the dark. Yeah. Um, Oh, no, I don't... Mm. Okay, yeah. I was going to yeah, go Trent Green, but I'm miles out because I'm sure he played really early 2000s for the Chiefs. So it's not, it's not Trent Green. Is it? Uh, Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Castle, yeah. It's Matt Castle. Castle. Is it? Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, wow. Hurrah. I can't believe this game worked. I am so chuffed. Well done. <laughs> I think it was the year they gave it away. I think it was a draft because I just, oh. I just like, tried to guess. Because uh, he was, what? 2010, he was with Chiefs, 2000... Uh, he came 2008, here's the rest of the clues. Uh, in a four-year spell, I started a total of 47 games for the Chiefs, putting me eighth on the list of all-time QB appearance makers. Uh, he was a backup at my first team before an injury, which was ironically sustained in a game against the Chiefs, 
sidelined the regular starter for the 2008 season and at the end of that season it was tagged and traded to the Chiefs so 2009 would have been his first season um, oh, I, see, I, see, I, the, I thought he was around 2010, 2011 yeah, that was the Patriots I think was the first team he was with uh, arrived, in a, um, arrived at the Chiefs in a trade alongside Matt, uh, Mike Vrabel uh, and in the second season led the team to the first AFC West title for seven years and as well as earning a Pro Bowl selection and I'll ask you, after leaving, the Chiefs played for a further five teams, eventually retiring in 2018 after a spell with the Lions. I am Matt Castle. Excellent. Okay. I feel like we're going to be better now. I, I, I was trying to do some crazy math with his date of birth, and then I got myself all confused. Yeah, I was focused on the years as well. I just, because I, I had 2005 draft, and then thought, okay, so it's not going to be, like, the, the, obviously it's not going to be the guys before that, so then I just started to just think of all the players that have played since 2005. Listen, chaps, if, I tell you, if there's one thing you learn about me, just keep it simple. Right, I'm ready, I'm ready. Right, magic. We'll keep that going. Owens 1 0 up. We'll try to keep something like that going through the se- uh, off season. Um, get a bit there's of no a. Another one. Get a bit of healthy comp. Sorry? Oh, I no. Thought was an- I thought we were going to do a few. I feel like I've been robbed here. Oh, that's, uh, fine. I'll, I'll I, that's fine with me. I'll, I'll take this episode. We're at 50 minutes. If we've still got any listeners, I think we've put them through more than yeah, enough. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. I'll be better. <laughs> I will be better. Anyway, that is a, a good enough point to leave this uh, podcast, I think. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, stay safe out there. Look after yourselves. Look after each other. Wash your hands. Um, Can I just say one thing before we go? Yeah. Does, can, can somebody check? Is Patrick Mahomes self-isolating because he tried to play basketball last season? So if, if, there's a, if this is a ploy to get Patrick Mahomes self-isolating, <laughs> it's going quite well. <laughs> Fingers yeah, crossed, he's all right. Check on Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Fingers crossed. I mean, if, if, without without being glib, if there's one man that I would expect to have natural immunity to something like this, it's going to be him. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's he's literally superhuman. Um, anyway, like I say, wash those hands. Once you've washed them. Take your phones or your computers. Uh, find us online. We are at KC Chiefs underscore UK. Um, find us at, uh, on Twitter. Find us at Arrowheads Abroad on Facebook. Um, drop us a message. Get involved. Um, let us know what you thought. So from one kingdom to another, thank you all for listening. <laughs>